It lives. Got it now? Oh, we got Ooh, it now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, now we're playing with fire. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to Lost in a Long Box for Wednesday, October. What's the day? 23rd. I don't even know anymore. 23rd. <laughs> so, for, for you guys out there, our, our headphones weren't on, and Tommy and I had, had them maxed all the way out and could barely hear it and found out that the extension cord wasn't plugged in. So, when EK fixed it, we both got our eardrums blasted off. Yeah, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, I'm sure you got a pretty good laugh out of that. Saw us just jump. So remember a few weeks ago when the show started and you turned mine up and I thought, that's mine. That's exactly what it was yeah. like. Whew. Huh. I'll have to do that to you again sometime. That's funny. Uh, no, that's not funny. Um, all right. So again, um, if you are listening to the podcast, remember we do this live also on YouTube because we do show off some of our comics for our collection. Um, so make sure you go on there, watch us live. Hit the little notification bell. Let us know you're there. We'll give you a shout on the show. Uh, also, if you could, please remember the three magic words of the interwebs. Uh, like, share, and subscribe, both yes, to YouTube please. and the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, I'm your host, Randall. I got my partner, Crime, over here. Tommy. And Madman working the boards. I don't know where Enos is, and I didn't get a text either. So We'll assume he's on his way. May have dropped off the face of the earth. I'm convinced he knows where the alternate dimension is, and he's just doing time over there, living life as a superhero, and he's not sharing. Yeah, he, he, it's so. one of those ones where time acts differently than it does here. So, right. So you know, he's probably beating up a villain as we he, speak. He's he's got to explain himself when he get here. Are those your keys? Well, yeah. Why don't you move those there, brother? Thank you. All right. So uh, other than that, how was everyone's weekend? Oh, pretty good. Um, I don't think anything major happened for me this weekend, other than the fact that for you sports fans out there. Um, I'm actually surprised the Nationals have made it to the World Series. They took Game 1 last night, too. Yes, they did. Go Nats. Go Nats. Game 2 is tonight. And then I was actually surprised that the hapless Redskins, of all people, held the 49ers to just nine points. <laughs> the undefeated 49ers. I'm thinking, well, somebody did something right there. Well, that, that, yeah. I think that was just mainly because of the weather. And don't lose sight of the fact that they still lost the game. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm, not that I have any re- way to talk because I'm sitting here with my 0-7 Cincinnati Bengals t-shirt on. Oh, yes, you are. Yes. Could be worse. I could be a Bengals fan. All right. Yep. And we play in England next week at 1 o'clock, so we'll probably lose that. I just put an L right in that column. All right. Let's get to the news items. Tommy, you got any news items? I I don't have anything. What you got for us? Uh, This is going to be a short show then. No, but (laughs) so last week um, we announced that um, Kevin Feige has been um, directed or promoted to, what is it, uh, chief creative officer now and Mm -hmm. got going to pull strings and everything both for the comics and for MCU. Mm-hmm. And following that, Jeff Loeb is supposedly now out at the MCU. I did hear about that, yeah. Um, so kind of weird that as soon as he gets power, he kicks out, uh, honestly, what I would consider his main competition in the creative uh, reign. Thank you, sir. Gone. So apparently he'd been with uh, Marvel Television since 2010. Um, and I guess she's expected to leave the premises, as they say, in the coming weeks. Um and according to another part I read, they said his exit had been planned before Feige's promotion was announced. Um, I think it was one of those things where he saw the writing on the wall and said, well, let's start making our exodus now. So, yep. And, you know, it's funny. I hear Jeff Loeb, and I get him confused with Jeff Johns. And I think, well, why don't you go back to D.C.? And I'm like, nope, wrong guy. Right. With Jeff Loeb, I, I know that name. I've known that name for a very long time, but I... Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything I, he's done. He's worked for, I believe he's worked for both Marvel uh, yeah, and DC. Yeah, he has worked for both. Um, as, and he's done a lot. Yes, absolutely. I think he's... Uh, I just can't off the top of my head think of right. anything. He's one of those, his name's associated with so many projects that you just don't remember all of them. Yeah. Or any of them. Well, I, I think that just proves that he writes just voraciously. Right, you know? exactly. And then you go back and you're reading, oh yeah, that was him. And oh yeah, that was him. Um, other news too, uh, I'm actually getting excited for this um, because it means after they get it, it'll drop for us on on the internet within a couple of days. Patty Jenkins, director, producer, and co-writer for Wonder Woman 2, has announced that, uh, I guess, the Brazil Comic-Con experience um, is going to get the ex- uh, exclusive first look in December. Yeah. So, And that runs from December 5th to December 8th. So I would be uh, expecting that we'll see anything from the Wonder Woman trailer that following week. Okay, yeah. So that And that hits um, next year, right? Yes, 2020. Okay. So, yeah, it was originally we were supposed to get it this year, and they moved it back. 
Right, exactly. But yeah, so... Looking forward to that. Yeah, so she announced that... I guess they're doing like the first exclusive panel or Q&A at that Brazil Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And so she said there's going to be like extensive coverage. So while she didn't actually say that's what's going to happen, you could pretty much bet the farm that the trailer's going to drop there. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So this is actually a piece of news that... Uh, does my heart happy, and I'll tell you why here in a moment, but apparently Joker is now over $738 million worldwide. Wow. Um, and they said that if it keeps up, it's going to put it on track to be the highest grossing R-rated film ever, um, meaning it could actually possibly beat out the two Deadpool movies. And they said that it's still going strong enough that that is a very real possibility. It sounds like it. So, And I tell you why this makes me happy, because if you think about it, that is now four hits for DC Warner. Let's list them off. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, and now Joker. Yeah. So they're finally getting their stuff together is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So, of course, um, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is going to drop next Ooh, year and, yeah. and screw it up for you. Yeah. yeah. That's not looking good at all. Enos, welcome to doing? the show. Hey, How so are I... you? Put on some headphones. I, but speaking yes. of Harley Quinn, I, I read uh, the, the Joker Harley Quinn Criminal Sanity. Isn't that Just great? Today. That was friggin' amazing. Is that the one I brought in here, uh, yes. I guess, two weeks ago with the yes. really nice yes. panties? Yeah, I, I recently picked it up, and that, that issue one was amazing. I cannot yeah. wait for issue two. And yeah. I was the funny thing is, I was actually going to pass on that series, because there's two of them. There's Harleen, and then there's Joker, yeah. Harley, Criminal Sanity. I was going to pass on Criminal Sanity. I picked it up because of the painted cover by Mike Mayhew and read it, mm -hmm. and it's actually a better series than Harleen. Don't get me wrong. They're both good series, but that one's winning out just a tad for me over Harleen. Yeah, this this was absolutely amazing. That's one of the best comics I've read in a long time. So, in case Look you guys have so forward to number two. Yeah, if you guys haven't picked it up, I'm pretty certain your uh, LCS still has copies of them. Get that beautiful painted cover by Mike Mayhew. It's fantastic. Um, I also read, and you might have seen this drop as well. I guess Scott Snyder is leaving Justice League after issue 39. And that's the end of that current story arc, I would imagine, with... Uh, with, with well, I think that ends before that. Okay. So I think that the whole Doom and um, Year of the Villain thing is going to wrap up with that, and then issue 39 is going to tie up other loose ends. And then move on to a new one. Right. Well, and here's the thing that I'm wondering. A, they haven't told us who the writer's going to be, and B... Do you think they restart it with a new number one? I know that's Marvel. I, yeah, I don't think they. I don't think DC will do that. I think we might get. Well, a, we'll probably get a new team. Oh yeah, we'll get a new team. But they, a new remember, team. they already had relaunched DC since Rebirth. This is the second um, iteration of Justice League since Rebirth. Yeah, I don't think they're going right. to do that though. No, I, I think DC. I think they'll, they'll keep with the numbering. Yeah. At least I hope they'll keep with the numbering. Well, we can only hope and pray on that because yeah. that seems it's to like, be the new please, number DC, one. Don't do Marvel. Trend. Don't do Marvel. You're well, one of my. You're, you're you're probably my favorite company right now because you don't do that. So right, don't do that. Right. Well, speaking of numbering, see how I, I segue right into it. Wonder Woman is going to return to her original numbering. Oh, uh, I again heard about that last week. Again, because they've done that once before. Well, in January, it's going back to number seven hundred and fifty. Oh, nice. Um, now it's funny because obviously they can't do issue one thousand because she hasn't been around as long as the the big two boys there. Mm -hmm. um, but it is kind of her anniversary as well. Um, so. And just like action in Detective 1000, she is getting a series of variants from all the eras. So there's a 1940s okay. cover, oh, okay. 50s cover, 60s, all the way up through the 2010s covers. Nice. We'll have to check that out because um, I could go for like a 1940s style Wonder Woman. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they've dropped any of them yet. So I would actually like to see some of them myself, especially if George Perez is going to do one. Or maybe art term. And word is that the, he, there was this article that Gail Simone put up last week. I'm posing the question, who's going to draw her Wonder Woman story? And then, like, everyone is saying it's going to be George Perez. So nothing's been confirmed yet. So uh, if he does do that, that's going to oh, wow. sell that book. Well, wow. remember. Um, let's make that happen. Gail Simone and George Perez on Wonder Woman. Let's Absolutely. make that happen. Oh, remember. He hasn't really retired from comics. He's retired right. from doing conventions. Right. And I'm assuming he can still draw. He's probably just got not going to do as many pages a day as right. he as used he to. Did. So I, I would think if he's got enough lead time, there's no reason he can't do uh, a regular comic. And I don't know if Gail Simone is going to be a regular series or if it's a one-shot or what have you. Right. Well, if, if it's a one-shot, I'll take the day off from work to go get that bad boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tommy will camp out for That's it. right. That's a must-read right there. So I, um, I am not a big fan of Spawn, um, but something's happening that I am going to give kudos to Todd McFarlane for. So, so number one, obviously, Spawn 300 was the most ordered comic in September. 
Nice. I mean, yep. who didn't see that coming? Right. But the one that I'm actually really impressed about is apparently uh, Mr. McFarlane is going to be having a party um, for the release of Spawn number 301 at the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in Chandler, Arizona on Saturday, October 26th from noon to 5 p.m. Okay, good enough. That's pretty good. It's going to be open to the public and admission is free. Fantastic. He's going to offer a free autograph session and selfies with oh, with, nice. him, with Todd. So that's really right. good. And there's also going to be like a special certificate of authenticity authenticity for the day. And apparently you will get, um, if you're winning the Spawn costume contest, you get a, a, an original Todd McFarlane Spawn art. Wow. Nice. So I've never been a fan of Spawn or Tom McFarlane, but I'll give him his props. That is actually a really cool event he's hosting. Sounds like he's going all out for his fans for this, so that's good. Oh, yeah. That's always oh, yeah. good to yeah. see. And then while we're at it, so now this one, I got it. This is a bit of a long-winded story because I didn't get to actually pare it all down and look at it. Um, but apparently Image Comics, um, going into their 12th year now, is going to be doing their own imprint, another imprint series. So here's what this gets kind of sticky because DC had an imprint with like, you know, Impact and then Vertigo and now with Black Label. Right. Um, and the same thing going on currently with like Dark Horse with um, uh, Burger Books. Couldn't get that out. And DC now also doing it with Coffin Hill. So apparently the previous titles from Image weren't actually imprints because they had like Skybound and Top Cow and Shadowline and all those. While we've actually called them imprints, they actually refer to them as brands. Mm -hmm. So they're still under image, just a different brand. So apparently this is going to be an actual imprint separate line from image. And apparently the the speculation scuttlebutt is that they might be using that to do their own mature labels or mature titles, kind of like black label. Right. So, but weren't they? Didn't they practically have like mature titles anyway? Yeah, I was just going to say. They, I mean, a lot I mean, of their books. I would consider Walking Dead, if nothing else, to be a mature. Uh, title. Absolutely, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Because I was, I'm kind of like, that's kind of like defeating the whole. Pro you already are putting out material like that. Why are you going to put a special label for? I mean, they have a title called Sex Criminal. I mean, I can uh, only imagine uh, that that's a mature title. <laughs> I really want to read it, that. What was it? Ed <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I don't know it what it's about or anything like that, but I'm going to go out and live and say it's a mature title. What was it? What was it? Um, mature title that Ed Brubaker was doing? Uh, yeah, his uh, There's, is it just sex? Because they had one just called Sex too. Now Brubaker typically does uh, crime stuff. Yeah, it, it was something like Sex Criminal or something like that. I can't remember exactly. I want to say what Fraction it was. is the one that was doing doing well, that, get, and then Brubaker does like. Um, there's only three of us here with freaking computers. Somebody can't Google that. If I'm <laughs> not mistaken, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, his Brubaker's book right now is called Criminal. Hold tight. Right. At, well, Madman raised his hand. Had you? Oh no, he was getting for. Uh, yeah, go ahead and Google it. But anyway, so do you know what Sex Criminals is about? Apparently, it's a guy and a girl who realize that if they do the deed, apparently they freeze time. Okay. So they start using that to their advantage to do things like rip off banks. And I'm like, you know what? I think if I had that, found that I had that weird effect, I might do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. What's go what's going on with Brubaker and Criminal here? All right. So anywho. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that that's the book that he's doing right now is Criminal. Is me. it Criminal? Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it might be a mature title. I'm I don't sure. Know. Oh, if, if it's anything like his past versions of the book, it is definitely a mature title. Oh, yeah. The only thing I can think is that they wanted to go into some of the actual just straight um, hentai books or, or what have you, even though I, I hope that's not what they're going to do. Because I know that Boom just did that series, um, Faithless, which is pretty much a, a, a sex book. I mean, it, it had a story in it. It was not a bad story, but it was pretty much all about the sex. Right. Uh, have you guys got any news stories for me? Got a story. Venus I does. I think that someone will be interested in. Um, they did an interview with David Ramsey, who plays John Diggle. On, oh, I know um, where you're going with this. Yep. Yeah, John Diggle on Arrow, and they said that the group that in the final season, the Green Arrow, Green Arrow, my God, the Green Lantern um, issue is going to be addressed. So, basically, ladies and gentlemen, probably what's going to happen is that 
we're just going to get confirmation on something that anyone who watched the show already knew. John Diggle is actually John Stewart. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely coming. I mean, they've been saying that for how long now? No, uh, it's for at least the last three seasons, last three to four seasons. And speaking of Arrow, there is—I don't know how much truth it is to it—but there is a um, there is word out that uh, um, Arrow is going to be relaunched called Green Green Arrow and the White Canaries. Yeah, I was actually just getting ready to bring that up. I could... it, it has started filming. Okay, yeah. so wait a minute. Who's going to be White Canary? Is it going to be Laurel um, Lance? Let's find out. Um, I, from, because now, from what I Dinah read, Lance is currently, unless they're going to end Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, as announced, it's filming on Arrow's spinoff Backdoor Pilots officially begun. And he will, see, he, he will, and he He's will going to be, be reprising his role as Oliver. Yes, yeah, right. Stephen Amell is going to be Oliver Queen. And he will be addressed and referred to as Green Arrow this time. Both thought they would have done that in the show, but, you know, you would have seen it evolve into that, but I guess it didn't. Juliana Harkavay is Black Canary. Katie Cassidy is Black Siren. Right. Uh, Catherine McNamara is Mia Smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be three oh, ladies. That, that, that got with. your attention right there. Well, no, no. Katie Cassidy as, as Black Siren because she's the bad guy in the show. Okay. Right. She's the alternate Earth version of uh, of Laurel Lang. Lance, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, well, since we're speaking of Crisis, uh, I believe the rumor is that there might be the first trailer drop for that in November. Okay. okay. Um, and a friend of mine, um, Al, if you're out there listening, I'm actually straight up stealing this from you. Apparently, one of the scenes that we hinted at is recreating the cover of uh, Infinite Cr- uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven, the famous Superman holding the dead Supergirl um, cover. Yeah. Right. So, and I, I can almost kind of see that because I've also read that, unfortunately, ratings for Supergirl are at an all-time low this season. So you think they're going to uh, yeah, ax her? I, I could see them axing her, if, if for no reason other than just rebooting the series. What are they going to ask her? They're going to ax her. Ax. Oh, it's battle axe. Crossing. I, I'm, yeah, I misunderstood. Yeah, right, yeah. And General, what is, your, what is the consensus among you on regard to Batwoman? I haven't I watched like it, it yet. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I, I, I like it. I, I have not haven't, watched it. I haven't seen it yet. I've watched each episode. I I think it's been. I think it's been fine. I mean, it hasn't wowed me, but it hasn't you know driven me away. Right. I, th- I think that the problem with that show is going to be the problem why Supergirl is so low. The ratings are so low this season. I think that they're you know pushing uh, certain ideologies, certain. Right. Yeah. Well. Well. Character driven. Well. You know. Every the the one common denominator from everyone that I've spoken with is they don't like Ruby Rose. Right. I, I, when they, there was a lot of people not liking Ruby Rose when she was first I announced before right. it was even thin. I would right. have cast somebody different. Right. I, in general, people... I have not liked her as an actress. Um, I did not like her in Orange is the New Black. I mean, I saw her in the Meg. Nothing was wrong with her there, but she had a very small part. I don't think she's doing a bad job. That's like, probably why you didn't have a problem with her. I, I I don't think she's doing a bad job in this. I don't think she's you know hitting a home run, but I don't think she's striking out looking with well, the bases loaded. Well, well, I think what Enos is, is getting getting at is that the uh, uh, you never know what's going on on set, right? You know, and so and if someone is just impossible to work with, yeah. you know, um, that could cause for uh, you know, the public may never know, right? Yeah. And 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 I can tell you this. And I've seen this with interviews with folks, and I think we addressed this at one time, that you can tell when something isn't going right by the way of the delivery and the way to show the tone of the show. I think right. we were talking about Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it, <laughs> yep. it was just like, and I was about to say, and, and I don't, and regardless of how I felt about the movie, and I don't think the criticism that Brie Larson received was fair. Um, to I mean, I'm, I'm talking about from people who attacked her for no reason. I'm my beef with her was she did not give me the she did not bring the that was not Carol, yeah, because her portrayal of Carol Danvers was not what I read, what I've been reading since '77 and up until right to this point. There was something about Carol that you loved, you cheered for her, and 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 for some reason. Everyone who I've talked to now, I'm going to watch the show because I have the CW app like you, and I'm going to check this show out, and I'm going to give it my own, I'm going to, I'm going to give her a chance, but generally everyone who I'm talking to just don't 
like Ruby Rose. If that may be fair, unfair, but then again, you know, it's all about your delivery. So I'm 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 going to reserve judgment um, for when I look at it. But from what I'm hearing, man, a lot of people aren't liking it. Well, yeah. I think that's wise. You know, don't don't listen to what people are saying. Give it, you know, give right. it an objective look. And, right. You know, I'm, make your I'm, own I'm going to give it my own stamp, but but it's like. And, and I and, and and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I really was looking forward to it because Batwoman is a damn good book. Yeah, it was. Uh, in fact, I actually um, you're gonna hate me for this. I pulled out my detective run just mm-hmm. after the whole Bruce Wayne fugitive thing, where she takes over detective for a while. Right. Um, I'm actually gonna put those up for sale to try and put a little um, cash in my eBay, mm-hmm. and I'm offering that Batwoman eulogy run. I just haven't put it out there yet. Right. So. Right. Right, and 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 like you know, but but even even in if you have you guys seen the animated uh, Batman Bad Blood? No, not yet. No, I haven't seen that one. Guys, check that out. Batwoman is in that, and e- and and even in that, she does not come off as this character that has this chip on its shoulder. She's a team player. She just wants to prove herself. Right. And, and and plus, you know, she, and and I think one of the things you guys will like is the um, is the interaction between her and Dick Grayson because the book is about when um, Dick has to be forced to take over as Batman. Mm, okay, cool. and it's 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 very good. A lot of people have slept on it, but it's a it's good, and she is one of the featured characters in that. Wait, and, this an an- DC animated? Yes. Okay, because you said book for a second. Uh, I'm sorry, my apologies. The, the DVD. Um, Batman Bad Blood. Now I'm not no big fan of Jason O'Mara as Batman vocally, but I mean, you know, he he's satisfying everybody. He's making the money. I'm not getting mad at nobody who's bringing in more ducats than me. I gotta catch up on my DC animators because all those movies are just really good. Say and, hi to yeah. James, our fan. Hi, hi James. Hi James. James. What's up? I know and who one, that is. And Wonder Woman, uh, the second and the new. I heard the second Wonder Woman is really good too. It was released yesterday, and there is a preview for Superman Red Sun. All right, sweet. And I'm that gonna, is going to be a must-see. Got to oh, start yeah. adding some more DC animated movies to my library. Because right. I, I really, I won't say I dislike any of them. There's a couple that weren't mm, okay, but usually all of them are right out the, you know, oh, man. Out, out out the, the park. park. Yeah, Red I've Sun is going to be like at the top of my list as soon as oh, I yeah, can see that. Because that was a great Elseworlds. And one yeah. last bit of information for anyone who is a fan of John Byrne. There is going to be a Man of Steel omnibus. Yes. It's going to be released in June, no, July of 2020. And that'll be right in time to coincide with the omnibus that's going to be released on George Perez's run on Superman in Action Comics. So you're going to get um, George Perez. And there's some great stuff coming out. Um, Steve Englehart, um, Legends of the Dark Knight is coming in January. George Perez's run on Superman is coming in April, and um, John Byrne's Man of Steel omnibus is going to be July. So, folks, save your money. Stop, I was going to say, and stop the, putting that money away because that stuff isn't going to be And cheap. the hardcover collections of Perez's Wonder Woman's are out there, too. And oh, yeah. I took a look at them today, and my, my wallet was screaming. I'm thinking, all right, I'll, I'll put it back. <laughs> So new releases, um, a couple that we just want to go ahead and point out here. Um, I picked this first one up, even though I told myself I was not going to read this book, but the cover on it was one of those, uh, okay. The Amazing Mary Jane, number one, has a beautiful um, Stanley Art Germ uh, cover on it. Yeah, uh, I, I will say that. I, I'm still not I, I, I'm still not interested in a Mary Jane ongoing, but that is a sweet cover. <laughs> I'm glad somebody said it. A, a Mary Jane ongoing? Yeah. Well... That's right up there with the Black Cat series. You're 20 years too late. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah, like Patsy Walker. They, truthfully, Who wants they, to read that? They <laughs> Will you shut up? Scott has turned on us. He has turned on us. <laughs> truthfully, um, I think Mary Jane would have been, um, Mary Jane Ministers would have been hot right after the wedding or right after Tom McFarlane took over Amazing Spider-Man. Absolutely. Because, because a lot of people um, bought that book because of the way he drew Mary Jane. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So, also, that came out, too. Um, and, Tommy, I'm telling you this because I know you haven't read the regular series, and now you've your chance to get onto it for a mere 1999. Naomi um, Season 1 hardcover dropped today. Oh, no, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, 20 bucks for hardcover. That's pretty good. Heck, yeah. And then, also, also excuse me. You um, might have to check that out because you and Enos have been very high on that. 
It was very good, and I'm telling you, she's going to be a power player in DC here this, in 2020, especially since she just showed up in the last issue of Action Comics. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So that dropped, um, I think, a, a Swamp Thing um, Giant number one dropped today. And also, I did not know they were releasing this. I saw it today at the, the comic shop. I didn't pick one up because I have it in a hardcover collection. But if you don't have the original in your collection and want to read it, um, Swamp Thing number one facsimile edition was out today, too. Oh, cool. With the classic, you know, the classic Bernie Wrights. Yeah, the man. So I saw that. In the what game. a talent he was, man. Yes. I didn't even know they were dropping that book. So I'm like, wow, okay. Is uh, it just me or does the, the phrase Swamp Thing Giant sound kind of dirty? It, it does. <laughs> it seems redundant. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not if, as, as, as it does it doesn't sound as dirty as like giant size man thing, but I mean you know giant size swamp thing swamp thing giant that does sound a little dirty. I wow. guess it could be worse. Well, yeah, yeah well, as no. Tommy went there with it. Yeah, well, you know, just you, it, it, I mean it could be all the way all in the way how you say it. Swamp, yeah, swamp, swamp thing, thing giant. giant swamp thing. Swamp so thing. another no th- another thing that dropped today, I think uh, Marauders number one. Because, you know, the whole Hickman, Powers of X, and House mm-hmm. of X series wrapped up. So now all the right. new titles are coming out. X-Men 1 dropped last week. Marauders number 1 dropped uh, today. All right. So before we get to show and tell, we've got new releases. Did, did I miss any new releases you want to make sure people know about, Enos? Nope. All right. All right. Scott, pay the bills. All right. How should I do it to this, this today? What do you mean, how should you do it? How should I do a voice? Or just... You can do it however the hell you want. You're the yeah, producer. Do it like you... Rodney. Rodney? Rodney. I'll tell you. Th- <laughs> oh man, he shakes his head like who? <laughs> I'll tell you. Lost in the Long Box is brought to you by Flashback Comics in Woodbridge, Virginia. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. See, we'll I can't just do give it. him the ad copy. Yeah, just give him the copy. We'll do. <laughs> we'll start having him do it. There you go. Anyway, uh, Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics. Flashback Comics is located in Woodbridge, Virginia, and they have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and, and statues. They are located at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. And they're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy, Lost in Long Box, sent you. Hey, and don't forget, they'll treat you with respect. I'll tell you what. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have you read it as the Mark Helmel Joker, I think, ne- next, next week. week. We yeah. should do that. Absolutely. There you go. Okay. You, you got it. So you, you start practicing. All right, for show and tell, just a game we play. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, okay. All right, stand up, pants down. All right. Um, <laughs> Enos brought in X-Men Prime for July. I got to tell you, honest, I, I don't know what this is. Is this number one? Is this, this a one shot? That's is the it, one shot. It that... looks like a gold foil cover, too. Oh, yeah. 90s to the bone, baby. (laughs) That's the one that brought the X-Men back. From where? Do you remember the Age of Apocalypse with the Wolverine with one hand and Magneto was leading everybody? Oh, okay. And this is the one, the X-Men Prime, where they put everything back in order and the regular X-Men came back. Nice. And that is one of the most '90s covers. It I've is. I ever mean, that is seen. that is a straight up that gold straight gold foil all 90s. over that bad boy to the bone. And covers by Brian Hitch. Well, That's you, not a bad cover. You, even if nope. you didn't, even if you couldn't tell, there's you know foil on it. Just the fact that Bishop and Wolverine and Storm are on it. You know, that's '90s. Yeah, right. That is so '90s right there. And you know what? Hey, look. It's did, almost beautiful in its 90s. Did, did, Light, did Lightfoot also do Bishop? Because this guy's got a lot of pouches. <laughs> but yeah, you can you can see the the gold the gold foil on this. You know, the only thing that would make it more 90s if it was die cut, right? Or how or a hologram. Oh my right. God! Well, uh, you know what? Not only is it gold gold cover, but it's embossed too. Oh yeah, you got to emboss those gold covers. I mean, you can you can see some of the embossing right there. Awesome, guys. Yes, indeed. All right. Back to the other stuff here. Once again, still showing off my Batmans that I got from my lovely friend Michelle several years ago at the mall. Um, Batman number 289. Oh, that's a pretty book. Jeez Louise. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, man, they're all like this. That condition is just I know the condition of these books I is have just amazing. That. I don't know how good it is, but I have that. That is a beautiful book. Yeah, it is. That, now you're starting to understand why I told you I took them back to her and said, Michelle, yeah. I just can't take these. And too, too good to get in condition. I have that one too. Batman 290. 
These are just gorgeous books. Oh. I love the colors on that one. Yes. Yeah, they really pop. Well, it's that purple. And it was in that issue that I read the... Uh, hey, I could be in the Superman movie. Yep. It says so in the book. Yep. Right? And there's a Direct Currents article, and it. it talks about the death of our Arthur Jr., Aquaman's son. You know, they also... Um, did a second one for Superman 2 because it was like you could be in the second Superman movie or the next Superman movie. I'd right. have to find one of those. And then um, I like what Madman brought in here. I know. It's a lot of, lot of character to that book. Yes. This, <laughs> wait a minute. What's up with Superman's face in this? I just noticed. Show, show it to our, uh, our audience first. <laughs> Justice I'll tell you about League it. 89. I just realized that someone's drawn on this book. Yep. Uh, a, bearded, a bearded Superman, as you can see. And what's the saying in the th word balloons here? Uh, Superman's saying "ha ha," and Batman is saying "shut up, Superman." <laughs> and uh, I love this kind of stuff. I love seeing stuff like that. I mean, it obviously turns a comic worthless, right? But um, I just, I really love uh, a character. Some kid uh, saw this book, and the original, if if all that ink wasn't there from the drawing, you'd see that Superman's face is blank as yeah, well as Batman's Batman. face right. is blank because the plot line is about this writer who uh, has the ability to create storylines, make them true when, when, when they write them. And he was in love with Black Canary or something like that. And right. so he wrote himself into Superman, wrote himself into Batman. Guess who that guy was? The guy, the character's name Har was, Harley Harlequin, was Harlequin Ellis. Ellis. Ellis and yeah. it was based off Harlan Ellison. Yep. <laughs> I, because I have that book. That's, that was the first Justice League book I ever had. My uncle brought it for me. When I was about six or seven, oh, and the wow. cover was off of it, and I went back when I when I told you during my Air Force days, I went back and I I guess I've been blessed with a photographic memory. I remember the the uh, insta the splash page on right. the inside, and I got it, and no markings, anything like that. Oh, uh, so you got a better copy? Yeah, that's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but that book has character. Though. Yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, I love the story of that kid. He you know he just he, he had a comic book in his mind. He thought it was worthless. Or he just looked at the blank space and said, "That's obviously for me to draw on." Right. Well, you know what though? Every time I find these books, every man. time I find these books, I'm like, if I could find that kid today, I'd smack <laughs> him across the face. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I mean. He's probably like six but, uh, years old by now. So you know, when you said uh, the Harlequin Ellis was uh, a takeoff of Harlan Ellison, now I have to go find that issue of Hulk where he introduced Jarella and that whole little subatomic oh, world. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because he, it was just that one issue. It was just that one story arc, right? There's no. like three or four issues, I well, think. There was two. There was two Jarella story arcs. So there was the one where uh, there was that initial one where he shrunk down, and you know fell in love and everything like that. And of course right. he came back. And then there was the second one where they um they killed her off. Yeah. Right. Which but, I never to this day I never understood that. Yeah. Well, it was funny because you were you know the the Hulk was finally happy. He was at yeah. peace, and then they yeah. went and screwed up. Like because I remember when they killed Jarella, everybody was like, yeah. "Damn it!" Yeah, yeah <laughs> really, really. Yeah, because she came back to the to the came with him to the regular size world, and that's right. where she died. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I, you know what, Tommy, I think you might win show and tell this week. Now I know um, our fan James out there is probably loving the Batman books I brought, but those of us who've been collecting comics for eons are just going to love this one. Golden Age goodness here. Captain Marvel Jr., number 83. Man, that looks great. Oh, killing the chroma key. All right, there we go. It's a beautiful book. Yep. I got this at uh, FredCon this year. Just this year. Just a little bit of roll, a little oh, bit yeah. of run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I think it, there's a little bit of, yeah, there's yeah, a little it, bit of tear uh, down oh, there. Oh, it, it's had some wear and tear. It's been loved. There's no doubt about it. It's been loved. The colors are still but, vibrant. Oh, yeah, it's very color, vibrant. Colors are very nice. Age. I got a really great price on it, so I couldn't pass it up. Was it, it more than 10 cents? Yeah, it was yes. more than 10 cents. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, Am I the only one who thinks that Captain Marvel Jr. is cool as all get out? I love I, I love the him, fact man. that his costume was blue yeah. and, and yellow mm -hmm. and red. Oh, yeah. I, uh, for a long time, I liked him better than I did Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big fan Freddie Freeman. So, and, and, it, and if I'm looking at this correctly, Mac Raybor was such ahead of his time if, if, if he did the artwork on the cover. Yeah, and we were, I don't know if we were talking about this on the show, or if uh -huh. this was an off-the-air thing. The the thing that's uh, the really great about this book is, even though it is kind of rough, that's a much better condition than you find most of these Golden Age books. 
uh, a lot of the Golden Age books, especially the Captain Marvel stuff, are always just beat to hell. Because they were read over right. and, and over and over again. And, and you know what? Again, I got an amazing, what I felt was an amazing price on this. So, yep. So, because I didn't even actually pay cover. I got him to come down a couple bucks off the didn't what he pay asked cover. For. You got five cents? Uh, so. Well, well, he Because well, you he said had, you didn't pay cover. <laughs> uh, James well, had a question about the JLA book. All right. He's asking, like, what, what, what would the value of that book be? If it wasn't marked on, yeah, um, in the diff- or, or the difference if it, the one that is marked and the one that isn't. So, the one that is marked is probably still gonna fetch maybe five ten bucks because it is an older Justice League. Right. Um, it's Silver Age. Um, Silver Age are starting to get really harder to find. Um, if it's not marked up, it probably goes. Anywhere from thirty to fifty, right, and maybe even more. Negative. Right. That's a Neil Adams cover, right? And it is, and it's, and it's a low number too. So low number Silver Age, um, especially for the the key titles like Justice League, Avengers, Hulk, Fantastic Four, are all fetching high prices because people just aren't coming off of them. And when they are, the dealers know that everybody's looking for them. And that's a great thing about this book, um, even though it's written on. If you put this at a show today. A dealer's probably still going to get twenty five bucks for it, and there's going to be a collector like me that's going to. And it's going to be someone who says, "I need that for my collection. I don't care that it's marked because, well, or just because it's marked." Right. I mean, I've bought comic books because they are marked. Right. And and again, there are plenty of collectors out there. It's like you know what? I know that somewhere out there, you know, forty years ago, there was a kid loved this book, read it several hundred times. It's probably one of the best ones in his collection. Exactly, and that's something I share with that kid. You know, who knows? I, I would have drawn on it if he had. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like, like Madman said, there is a market for that stuff. One of the Facebook groups that I'm a member of is all about low-grade comics. There's people on that, at that page that do not collect anything above what they consider to be a six. They, all they want is low-grade stuff. <laughs> right. Oh, man, this thing is almost near mint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's people. Oh, yeah. There's a whole, Facebook, a whole sure. Facebook group out there yeah. for, for low-grade comics. All they low-grade comics. Which, right. yeah, whatever. It, it, it's, you know, lighter on the pocketbook, and if you're cool with that. It's certainly, it's yeah. certainly cheaper. Hey, look, I bought a bunch of old school Superboys. Some of them had their markings on So, hey, ain't no shame in my game, man. I just got it because of Superboy. Well, when we were at the uh, the, the, the Fredericksburg show earlier this year, they, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, what, what was his name? Harry? Got, Harry. Harry had a bunch of Wiz comics, and some of them have writing on them. And he want, you know, still wanted hundreds of dollars for them because of how old they were. Oh, yeah. And if I'd had the money, I would have gladly dropped it. Because they're whiz comics. Because they're whiz comics. Yeah. One of them was like in, in like 10 or something like that. It had writing on it. He wanted like 500 bucks for it. That's fine. <laughs> if I'd had 500 bucks, yep, I'll take that. Even so, with writing on it. I don't know if I told you I guys a story. It. I don't know if I mentioned on air, but I'm, I'm going to tell it now. Um, but just because it's funny. So... When we went to FredCon, which was a local comic convention here in Fredericksburg, um, I bought the VIP pass because it was like only $20. Um, and it got me in like, I think, maybe 30 minutes early. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? VIP pass, $20. Uh, other cons I've gone to, that's easily $40, $50 just for the regular pass. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll pop the 20 for the VIP pass. Well, as luck would have it, when you came around the, the main doors to go in, the very first thing you saw out of the entire dealer floor was Harry's booth. And I see Harry every year over at um, Awesome Con up in D.C. So I'm like, oh, and I knew that Harry was local. I'm like, oh, so Harry is here. So I went over to his booth, and I'm looking around. And he usually always has, like, a big section of, like, three huge walls of, of books. So I went to the last section, and there was nothing but an entire wall of Captain Marvel Jr., Wiz Comics, Captain Marvel. It was and a beautiful was, sight. It was and I was gorgeous. like, where did you get those? And he told me that he just bought them from a collector up in New York who was selling off his duplicates. Mm-hmm. And he goes, these are his duplicates. And I'm like, I would like to see what he kept because the duplicates were beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it was gorgeous stuff. But, so I what, went back to that booth like 10 times. That so day. what was funny is Tommy, who had bought the regular pass, was sitting out in the hallway waiting for them to, to let him in. So I went back out to Tommy, and I just looked at him. I went, you did not bring enough money. That's right. <laughs> you did, did not, not bring enough money. And he's like, why? Like, you'll see. <laughs> uh, so I saw it as soon as I, we came in. And I kind of gasped a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And then I left them there. And I'm like, I will see you later. Bye. <laughs> goes, yeah. uh, Justice League number 89, which is what that issue is, uh, goes for between 25 and 30 bucks. Okay. There you go. Well, now, that's, who's, 
that's a current guide, right? Yeah. So yeah, at a show, it'll probably go from thirty-five to forty to fifty. Forty to fifty, real quick. Yeah. yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. So tonight's topic, we are actually um, revisiting a show from last year. Um, we did two episodes last year, books you guys need to calm down on. Basically, the books that everybody's wanting like crazy that just really aren't collectible. It's just somewhere along the lines you got convinced they were. And I will freely admit there's a couple of them that I had that I've wanted because I've fallen into the, the, you know, the frenzy of the publicity. Like Batman Adventures number 12. I freely admit I wouldn't mind having a copy of Batman Adventures number 12. Right. Um, so we revisited that last week. Uh, but then we also did, okay, what about the books you guys are leaving in the back issue bin and should be picking up? Even if it doesn't get a lot of value now, um, the fact that they are kind of a key issue uh, and people are, are sleeping on them, we're leaving them there. So I had a bunch of notes here and then I crashed my, oh, wow. my notes. So you guys get to start off. Tommy, what do you got? So the first one I have is, you know, we, you talked, I, I believe it was last week you talked about the Star miniseries coming out, correct? Right. And how Captain Marvel 8 is going for, for you know, bigger money. I wouldn't say big money, but bigger money because it's the first appearance. And it looks like that she's going to become a pretty major character in the Marvel Universe. So this is one you guys are sleeping on. Star's alter ego is Ripley Ryan. She's a reporter. Cat, she first appears in Captain Marvel number one of that series, which is, you know, the one that came out in 2019. It's a Volume 11 of Captain Marvel. Good wow. Lord. But but uh, Captain Marvel number one is Ripley Ryan's first appearance. And you can get that for cover price. See, I didn't even know that she appeared before Captain mm -hmm. Marvel yeah. 8. Was yeah. It? yeah, she did. She appears as a reporter in that first opening story arc, and she gets sucked into the alternate dimension with um, you know that that story. And that's, that's just like, um, I guess, Marvel Super Heroes number... Uh, 13, 13 which is Carol, which is Carol, Carol Danvers', Danvers first up. appearance before she gets powers and everything like that. You know, uh, and you know Batwoman when she first appears in New 52, she um you know she appears as, you know with before she appears she as Kate Keene. That's right. She, she shows she shows up right. in the 52 miniseries. So, so this is a tried and true thing that you know people want that first appearance of the of the person in their civilian quote unquote identity before they become a superhero or in Star's case a villain. So that's one you guys might be sleeping on right there because that is the first appearance of Ripley Ryan before she becomes superpowered. So I, let's back up here. Are they making Star a villain? Uh, well, she is right now. Oh, yeah. Well, damn. I didn't know that. I thought she was like another hero showing up and, and one-upping Captain Marvel. And Oh, no. She's a, she's a villain. She beats the daylights out of Carol and sucks energy from the civilians in the, in the area around her to, be, to power herself up. She is a villain. You know what? Now that you mention it, I read some press on it where she was getting the rogue treatment. So that's why they're saying that. Yeah. She's, well, as, as, of, as of right now, she's a villain. Now, with their, with, with their bringing out the miniseries, that may change. But right now, she's not a superhero at all. Oh, wow. So this reminds this, this sounds a lot like a role reversal mm -hmm. when um, Rogue stole Captain Marvel's powers and then she became binary later on and showed up at the mansion and started kicking Rogue's rear end. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, this feels very much like that because yeah. did you just say Stark is like absorbing abilities yeah, she, off of other people? Yeah, she has the ability to absorb. Uh, uh, she was absorbing Captain Marvel's powers by um, it was a Kree implant that was put but that was put into her. And uh, basically what happened is the, the villain, I can't think of her name was, but the one villain put an implant in Captain Marvel and an implant in Star, which allowed Star to draw out Marvel, Captain Marvel's powers. Huh. When Captain Marvel found out about the implant, she took it out of her. So, and now Star was able to turn that around and, and drain it on other people. And that's where I've left off. There's been a comic that's come out since that I have not read. So... So Captain Marvel number one, the 2019 series. Uh, the 2019 series is the first appearance of Ripley Ryan, who will later go on to become Star. Guess what Randy's going to be looking for this weekend in the back uh -huh. issue boxes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, you can get that bad boy for cover price. And I have mine already. Awesome. I'm going to look for that. that myself. All right, Enos, back issue books are sleeping on. New Teen Titans number two. First, oh, the, yes, the first, first Deathstroke. The of Deathstroke. Uh, that was when I first purchased it back in, um, I want to say 87, 88, it was going for, it was a high dollar book. Then I got, I bought it for five bucks. And I'll give you five dollars for you if you still have it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! The suckers and, and increase in price. Five fifty. Uh, <laughs> 
Just so you can make a profit. <laughs> no, nah, man. Nah, I'm going to keep my five bucks, dude. Okay. Uh, change your mind. Let me know. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll um, go 10. <laughs> is I, this, this is a new patch of Walker 95, Teen Titans number two. Uh, I promise. <laughs> Do I have to go all prices right before you go $10.01? Probably. So first appearance of Deathstroke and with, and with the positive uh, reviews, his portrayal by Isai Morales. By Isai Morales on the Titans TV show, that's going to increase his stock. See, I, I really, I really think. Plus, there is a new animated. Uh, um, I, I like what they're doing with Deathstroke. They're not throwing him in everybody's face all at once. There's going to be a new web uh, web series. Um, it's going to. It's not for kids because I've seen the preview for it, but it looks freaking awesome. It's almost. That's kind of really why I upset that Justice League didn't take off. Because of that whole Deathstroke cameo yeah, at the end, end right. of yeah, it. exactly, exactly. And, and you know, it anytime you can get that a copy of the first appearance of Deathstroke for a reasonable price, you should really jump oh, on absolutely. it because he is one of the best villains out yeah, there. The one, the the best. I I still remember him in in the uh, in one of the Justice League runs that you know where he was fighting the entire Justice League and he swings his sword at Oliver at his head and he goes over his head and he cuts off all the uh, all his arrows in half and Oliver goes. You missed, and he goes, "No, I, no, I didn't." I didn't. I, I and didn't basically any, took him out price. of the fight because he just ruined all his arrows. Yeah, I did that I recently. Yeah. yeah, that was like amazing. It's like yeah. that is the perfect way to get rid of him because let's face it, Oliver Queen is not going to take down Deathstroke well, in a fist take, fight. In a fist fight, it no. takes a little while to fletch some more arrows. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. All right. So keeping in what you said, because uh, the Teen Titans show is really popular, um, a couple of books that. Um, should be a lot more viable than they are. Um, and you can still get them at a, at a fairly good price. I, I'm going to put it, both of them out there. Teen Titans number 44, the first Nightwing. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Because I guarantee you we're going to be getting a Nightwing um, yeah. before Titans is done. Oh, yeah, it, it, probably it, in season three. And DC Comics Presents number 26, which is the first appearance of the new Teen Titans, Titans. including Cyborg, Cyborg and yeah. Raven. Yes. Not necessarily, and Starfire. I think Starfire first Starfire shows up was in, in it. In there too. So, although technically we could probably give it up for Teen Titans one as being the first Starfire, right? But definitely Teen uh, DC Comics presents twenty six. Um, it's the one with Superman and Green Lantern. Green Lantern. And it's one of those like eight issue bonus books in the middle of it, because that's actually the first time we see the new Teen Titans by Perez and Wolfman, and it's the first publication where we see Cyborg and. Uh, Raven, and in fact, that's the storyline where Raven, I think, wakes up from a dream. No, that's right. Robin is having a dream of a Teen Titan that doesn't exist because right. Raven is trying to recruit them all. Right. Yeah, that's but that's a book that's been on my want list for a while now. That's and, one I need to and, bite the and bullet I'm and surprised, just buy. And, I, and you, now that you mention it, I'm surprised that it is um, it isn't going for a higher dollar, higher dollar. Not just because of the first appearance of the Teen Titans, because the story. Um, there was an awesome part of an um, ongoing storyline that where Jim Starlin did the artwork, right? Yeah. Um, for that, and uh, because right after that was the team up of Superman and Spectre, and uh, and Starlin did the artwork on that. And this was just be- this was the year before he did um, Marvel graphic novel number one, The Death of Captain Marvel. Yeah, so that's that's another hot book, and again, Teen Titans forty four. Um, you can still get those fairly cheaply. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I'm telling you, once we get hint of Nightwing and and Teen Titans, forget it, that book's going to skyrocket. I'm depressed. Why? Because you used to have it, and now you don't. No, I used to have Brave and the Bold number fifty four. Oh. oh. <laughs> in unison. <laughs> Madman, tell all our viewers, all our viewers, all our listeners why uh, Brave and the Bold 54 is a, a key book. First appearance of the Teen Titans. I absolutely. Yes. I, I, in fact, I actually have two issues of um, the original Teen Titans series of 39 to 41, I think. And it, it's funny because they actually, when I went back and read those, they were making them like, you know, 60 hip type of kids yeah. uh, when you read those things. But yeah, Brave and the Bold uh, Yes. Go back and get that if you can as well. Yeah. Have you noticed? Because you that could, well, although, you know what? That's not cheap anymore, though. No. Mm-mm. That's why That's why I got money for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> idiot. Um, you ever noticed that the Teen Titans are the only um, characters that you see start off as, kid, as kids and go grow, actually grow to adulthood? Oh, yeah. Well, out, out of all the sidekicks they ever created, everybody else stayed the same. You actually got the chance to see 
dick. Well, uh, I'm going to argue that one. On the DC side, sure. Yeah, DC but side. I could say we say we see the same thing for Kitty Pride and X Men. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She grows K- up. Yeah. K- Kitty Pride starts as a, as a little girl and um, starts falling in love with Peter, which just really gives me the, the willies because he's got to be like 21, 22 when she starts getting a crush on him. I think she's 12 <laughs> and he's 19. <laughs> uh, but then we see Kitty Pride grow up. Right. Um, and Alana Rasputin, we can make the same argument there. But yes, right. I see what you're saying. But remember, uh, they were all kids in those books when right. it happened, and then when that book got popular, they're like, "Okay, we we need to do something here because we need to make these kids grow up because, right. you know, we're not going to make our main heroes be all hip monsters type of thing. So where can we do it? Well, we can do it with the Teen Titans, but we got to make them teens. <laughs> right, right. And I love how in the episode of the Brave and the Bold when they had. Uh, Robin's second appearance on there, they made him become Nightwing, had him as Nightwing and start the Teen Titans in that episode. Yep. So Brave and the Bold 54. Tommy, what else you got? Books are sleeping on. So this is one that was surprised me when I was doing my research, and that's Marvel premiere number 47, which is the first appearance oh, of, of uh, Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Right. Uh, uh, Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, um, recently, recent soul ratings for a 9.4 CGC is a, a 159. A 9.2 went for 117, and you can get some high un- ungraded ones for under $100. And that really surprised me that, you know, Scott Lang, the star of not one but two movies, and a major player in several others like Civil War, you know, Infinity War, and Endgame. That is America's ass. <laughs> that is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. He coins that, that phrase. America's ass. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, it really surprised me that this, this book was, you know, as low as what it is. You know, I, I figured this would be a much higher priced book. For, for you know, considering how big he is in the movies right now. Absolutely. And, and that's another book that does go up and down. Yeah. Um, I, I think it actually came up a little bit with Ant-Man and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and obviously uh, Endgame and in- Infinity War. Um, but sadly, when those movies, I don't want to say fall from grace or when the hoopla is done, that book will probably drop. Yeah. Right. And I mean, well, it's not expensive. What, what I would call expensive now. I mean, you know, it's, right. uh, it's Didn't surprising. did John Byrne do the art on that? Uh Maybe. Can't remember. So I've got at least three of them here. What else have you got? Me? I would say um, the first Robin miniseries. Uh, the actual Tim Drake Robin the miniseries. Tim, the, yes. the Tim Drake Dixon run. Oh, that's oh so that was good. a great book. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and the reason why, yeah, I have them too. And um, I said that because um, I haven't heard anything in regard to the condition of Tom Lau. Oh, right. And uh, and uh, a lot of people, um, it's a ter- it's a morbid thing to say, but you know when something like this, now the folks he hasn't passed or anything, but you know he's um, been ill. It's it's not looking good. Let's it, just be blunt. Okay. Oh my God, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, uh but uh, being that that was um, his one of his first works that really gave him some notoriety, along with this guy, another incarnation of Starman, and. Uh, but 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 I say the Robin series, uh, the first miniseries, and the second one where um, this version of Robin goes up against the Joker. Joker. Oh yeah, yes. Joker's wild, yeah. Yeah, and the Joker's wild. Those are the ones I think people need to keep their eyes on, and they slept on because it's a good, it's good stories. The Robin three series. The best thing about that is that you could pull the little sleeves. had that little cover yeah. and the little the yeah, cable flap when you put it through the window. Flap. I think that's the best. So part it had a lenticular window on it, right? Um, and then you pulled it down, and the cape would flap. But the really great thing about that that run is this is the first time Joker sees the new Robin. Right. Because there's that whole, I, I, I killed you. Right. Uh, actually, he saw him in the, uh, what's it? A Lonely Place of lonely Dying. Place right. Dying. Yeah, A Lonely Place of Dying. That's another series that people need to get a hold of that, I'm, that, that is going, that you can get relatively cheap because that is the actual introduction to Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. And he now does is that, face the Joker. Is yeah. that when we see he, him? Two-Face, um, Two-Face. Nope. Oh, Two Face, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, be- because they, but he, the Joker does make an appearance because when that story ends, oh, he got a new bird. Yeah, is is that just is that right. storyline where we find out that he's been basically um, shadowing and doing all this research, yep. and the Bruce Wayne has figured out, hey, he's Batman, and he just yeah. basically goes into yeah. Wayne yeah. Manor and like, I yeah. know who you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so the ones that I have, and I can tell you, people are sleeping on these, and one of them is people are sleeping on, and I think they just need to grab it. Um, because it's, it's always going to be valuable. It's always going to get higher. Right. Um, 
And that would be Jimmy Olsen 134, which is the first cameo of Dark Side. Now, it's not a cheap book now, but that's one that's just going to go up. That one and Forever People Number One, which is actually credited as his first full appearance. Mm-hmm. And I finally got me a Forever People Number One last I year. Say, did you get that? Yes, I did. I had like issues two through 11, and it was missing one for the longest time. Finally, somebody had it, and I said, okay, I need to have that one. And speaking, um, since we were talking about Robin, mm-hmm. and I think this character is going to be breaking out in the next two to three years, I would say find yourself a copy of Batman 655, first Damian Wayne. And then after that, you want to get Batman six fifty. <laughs> I'm did sorry. A, I did that. You looked up just a little bit. And, and then face. Batman six fifty seven, first Robin. I know a lot of people hate this kid, but they're painting him or they're setting him up to be big, especially since I think in Legion of Superheroes number three, he's going to the future with the Legion. Oh snap! Oh god. So yes. Well, and this last issue with Superman when. Um, John comes back, he's like, you know, why are you suddenly a teenager type of thing? And he's talking about, well, I got invited to go join the future. He goes, well, you could take me with you, right? Are you going to do it? What's the future like? Mm-hmm. So Damien Wayne's like, really wants to go to the future. And the solicitation I read, it's going to happen in, in LSH3. Right. And I think we've seen it. We're seeing the evolution of Damien because Damien, let's be real, has come, off as a little, has come off rather as a little snot. But I think you saw this big thing happen with him in uh, City of Bane. When when uh, he watched Alfred or right when when Alfred died, you saw a complete change. That's that's what I'm saying. Pick up. You can still get him dirt cheap. Batman six fifty five and six fifty seven. First Damian Wayne and first Damian as Robin. There's big things coming for that character. I hope it's Joker beating him to death with a crowbar. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. I want that to happen. (laughs) What happened to us? We win. win. Uh, Yeah, by the way, we we lost a video, Madman. I don't know if we actually lost a video or if it's just we lost our feed. The software, we've just recently been updated and it's still kind of buggy. And so um, the feed dropped out for a second. James was on top of it. Let me know. And so... um, yeah, I, I was able to restart it and keep uh, pick up the stream. Just like, like a couple minutes that we we lost. It's cool. okay though. Awesome. Yeah. That's I got because one, you are the man. I got man one more man. good one before we get out of here, Tim. So, Time Warp was a an, an issue, a comic book anthology uh, series that was published for five issues from seventy nine to eighty. Yes. Uh, in two thousand thirteen, a one shot was issued, and you uh, for Time Warp, and you can get this for a mere recently sold on eBay for a mere five dollars and twenty five cents. Now, what is important about this? This is the first comic book published work of one Tom King. So I know I'm gonna Randy just kick you right, right now freaking ads is beyond upset that this priceless <laughs> artifact sold for only five dollars and twenty-five cents. So here's the now here's the thing, and I, I actually don't want to tell you the story because I know it's just gonna add fuel to the fire. I was a big fan of Time Warp, the very first series. <laughs> I have all five issues. I bought the one shot special when it came out in 2015, so I already had the book. Oh, of course you do. Not because of Tom King, but now, because what I, will happen now is it will go home and be framed and put in a prominent place on his mantle. What's going to happen is I'm going to go home and put it in a nice wooden shadow box. I'm going to beat you over the freaking head with it. Okay, so before we get out of here, um, again, want to thank you guys out there for watching the podcast, listening to the show. Like, share, subscribe, those three magic words. We love them so much. Um, remember, Mad Men has Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here on, on YouTube and on the YouTube as well. We've got our companion show, ComicsOnline.com podcast, Monday nights at 9.30. Enos, you want to plug your three Facebook pages that are tied to us? Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever, the realm of superheroes, comics, and pop culture, and gathered together the world's greatest superhero teams. And a birthday shout-out to one of our watchers. Miss Bianca Gaston. Love you, BJ. Bianca. Thank you very Happy much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You can always uh, reach us at lostinlongbox at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We also um, would like some assistance paying the bills because, you know, Flashback can't do it for us all the time. Patreon.com slash lostinlongbox. Thank you very much. Until next time, we're going to be down here wondering where can I find me a radioactive animal to get my superpowers? Because we're lost in the long box. Yes, we are. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good night, night everybody. everybody.